I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you'll do me a favor, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm trying to reach a thousand subscribers, so anything will help. But here's where we'll start. And and I guess we'll start on a personal level for people that clearly see. This is episode 200. Episode 200. And... A lot of people have been asking me how I feel about it, you know. This is a huge milestone for podcasts. For people that don't know, the statistics show that podcasts don't make it out of episode three. I think a lot of people want to go into starting a podcast and, and hell, like me. I went into it saying, you know, I want to start a podcast. And very quickly, I didn't understand or I didn't grasp. I couldn't fathom the amount of time podcasting takes i couldn't i could not imagine that like i couldn't there this podcast takes up so much of my life from editing i'm a one-man band for people that are you know you know how it is man i i i edit i of course record i'm an audio guy i'm a light guy uh i'm a set guy because i make i build the set uh I have to find the topics to talk about. I have to watch a lot of the, most of these games. I have to I have to do watch highlights, do research. There's so much stuff that goes into a podcast, man. So I completely understand, completely understand how podcasts don't make it out of episode three. Because a lot of people, including myself, did not or doesn't understand or didn't understand how much work this is. Cause it's trust me, man. It's fun saying, "Yo, once a week, just going. We're just going to rap. We're just going to talk on a mic about something that we love, something that we enjoy." A lot of you know, some people can get together with their friends and be like, "Yo, we're going to talk about this. We're going to get together once a week or twice a week or whatever and talk about this. Talk about X. It sounds great, man." Until you until you dip your feet in that pool, man, and, and, and you got to realize it's, it's a lot harder to swim when you're in the pool outside of talking about it. And, and, and this isn't me taking no shot at nobody. This isn't me taking a shot at the failed podcasts. Trust me, the only reason why <laughs> I made it to 200 is because I love doing what I do. I love expressing my my thoughts, my input, my, 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 my views on sports. I started this podcast because I had nothing else to do. <laughs> Actually, I started this podcast to be a resume builder, man. Like I was like, Hey, I want to build my resume. So I have a podcast. I, d- I didn't, I didn't have a reel. I didn't have, or I don't have a reel. 
I don't have anything like that. I knew I wanted to work in the sports world, and I just wasn't getting nowhere. So I said, let me try to create this podcast. 200 episodes in, I mean, no. I didn't think I'd make it because I just, it was just something that I thought about doing one day, man. That means I sat in front of a mic, whether this one, old one. I sat in front of him like 200 times. For for the podcast, not including, you know, I, I tried the unpopular questions. I tried um, other branches of things. And I got here, man. So, I know this is, this is what is it, kind of narcissistic or whatever it's called to start an episode praising yourself. But I deserve it, man. I, this this has been a journey. This has been a journey. I appreciate the people that's been on this journey with me. Uh, this is two hundredth episode. This is episode two hundred, and this is to two hundred, three hundred, four hundred more. However, however long God has me on this road, man. So I appreciate you guys. I really do, man. And and I I appreciate myself. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but I appreciate myself for sticking to it because, boy, this, I mean, it's it's, it's tough. There are multiple times, you know, that I don't want to do it. I don't feel like doing it. Uh, Hell, I had to take a week off or a day off last week because I just wasn't mentally prepared. Uh, So the fact that I stuck to it is, is, is crazy to me and I like it. So right episode 200, man. That's enough about me. Oh, appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys because honestly, I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't love doing it. And apparently some of y'all love it too. So I appreciate the people that are here. But let's actually move on and talk about some sports. So the World Series is here, man. Uh, you know, we I, how when I'm recording, this is before game one. Of the World Series between the Houston Astros and Atlanta Braves. Now, trying to predict this game is tough. I say it's tough because if you just look on paper, this is an easy Houston Astros win. I mean, Houston has Astros probably have most of the top people in this in this matchup. I mean, you have Carlos Carrera who has been on a tear. You have uh, Euron Alvarez. You have uh Jose Altuve you have Kyle Tucker who who has been a breakout star this 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 uh these playoffs uh Luis Garcia like they have most of the best players now of course the Atlanta Braves they do have you know Ozzy Abreu they do have Freddie Freeman who's on a tear but it's an easy pick this is an easy pick Astros should win but then when I look down deeper, man, and when I look at the totality of the playoffs, the Braves should not be here. There should be no the Braves. Every single time the Braves have taken the field, they have been the quote unquote lesser team. Uh, they should not have won against the Brewers. They should not want. They should definitely not have won against the Dodgers. But they did, and that's no offense to them, or that, and that's not taking a shot at them. But if you look at their roster. Compared to the Milwaukee Brewers, or yeah, Milwaukee Brewers and the LA Dodgers, it was it's hard for me to to envision them getting here. Yet and still, they're here. So, you know, I, 
this game is so hard to pick because again, this isn't something that that was expected. I didn't expect the the Houston Astros to be. I mean, I didn't expect the the Atlanta Braves to be here. Hell, the Atlanta Braves have not been to the World Series since what 1999. So it it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But they're here. And the question is who who do I choose? Who who's going to win? Now, again, on paper, the Houston Astros, uh, the Houston Astros are the better team. They they have they have the they have the deeper team. Even though Atlanta does have a deep team, they 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 have the the bigger stars. Even though you know Freddie Freeman and Ozzy have kind of come 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 to their own. And 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 let's before I before I give my picks, let's talk about how the Houston Astros got here. So the Houston Astros beat the 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 White Sox, also beat Boston. Now Boston was on a tear. Boston, they 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 beat the Yankees in the wild card. They beat the Tampa, the number one team uh in the ALC, and that is the, the that was the Tampa Bay Rays. And the the Houston Astros, they just the Houston that's a fast team. You know, they're great at pitching, they're great at at hitting. Uh, like I said, Carlos Carrera has been crazy. He had a couple home uh, grand slams, so or big hits, let's say, in that Boston series for them to win four two. They it's an explosive team. This is an explosive team, and usually when you hear about explosive team, they have to have spurts. They have to have an inning. They have to have maybe two innings where they may get a home run. They may get three home runs. They hell, they had like a four home run inning, I think in like the ninth one of these, one of the games against Boston. But the thing about the Houston Astros is they are just balanced. And that's, that's kind of what we didn't see with a lot of these teams, man. They're balanced. Again, they can win off good pitching and they usually win off, you know, home runs and runs and, and stolen bases. But the Houston, the Houston Astros, they they it is a squad. Now a lot of people are upset because you know they want them to quote unquote pay for the old cheating thing. And you know I understand the frustration, but they they earned it at least at least from what it looks like they earned this one. And right now they or let's see this entire playoffs they have been the best team. They have been the best team. I mean, they wiped out the White Sox and they they beat the you know, they beat the Boston Red Sox who are on fire in the ALC. They did they, they dismantled them four two. So it it hasn't been it hasn't been that, you know, let me say, it hasn't been well, I will say this. Atlanta Braves, they have wiped out people too. Again, they to me, I didn't expect them to beat the Milwaukee Brewers. And they beat the Milwaukee Brewers 3-1. And they, kind of like the Astros, have been hot. Freddie Freeman has been on fire. You know, he's come big moment after big moment after big moment. And Ozzy Abreu's big moment after big moment after big moment. So, it's, you know, to me, it's it's the World Series. It's the World Series. Both teams are are, are healthy. So, it's, it's even. It's even. You know, mano y mano. Now, some... You know, to me, the Houston Astros have more have better players than Atlanta Braves. But Atlanta Braves, like I said, they destroyed the the Dodgers. They destroyed the Milwaukee Brewers. So it's even. So to me, when 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 
when a matchup is even like that, in my opinion, you go with the stars. You go with who has the better players and who has the stars. And and when I say that, who has both teams are deep. The, the Atlanta Braves are incredibly deep. And that's 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 honestly what got them here. They're 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 they can go deep in their bullpen with some very productive players. And that the Houston Astros can do that as well, but the Houston Astros, while they're they they do have a a, a good roster, they're pretty much top heavy. Like Carlos Cabrera and and Jose Atuve, Jordan Alvarez has been great too. So they're they're more top heavy. Like their stars are stars. And with the Atlanta Braves, while Freddie Freeman is a star and everything, uh, they're just deeper. So who do I choose, man? Again, this is before game one, so I have this game one has not swayed me at all because I haven't even seen game one. Uh, I'm recording this on Tuesday, of course, dropping Wednesday. I'm going to go with the Astros. I'm going to go with the Astros because they have they're just the better. I'm not going to say the better team, but they have the better players higher up while they're not deeper, in my opinion, than the Braves because the Braves are incredibly deep team. You know what? Never mind. (laughs) I'm going to go with the Braves. I think it's easy to go with the Astros in six or Astros in seven, but I'm going to go with the Braves in seven. I'm going to go with the Braves in seven because I believe if you extend this series, if you make this series a six, seven game series, I think the bullpens are going to be a huge factor. Uh, Pitching and bullpens, in my opinion. And I think that the Atlanta Braves can go deeper in their bullpen with more with more useful players than the Houston Astros. Now, I think the Houston Astros have better players on top. But again, if you extend the series and you really force a team to use their bullpen, I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves. Again, the Atlanta Braves should not be here. Now, again, that's no disrespect to them. That is actually a compliment. Nobody would have expected them to beat the, the Milwaukee Brewers. The Milwaukee Brewers is a better team. Nobody, nobody would have expected them to beat the L.A. Dodgers. L.A. Dodgers is a deep team. And if you look at the roster, they were one of the best teams in the last however many years. So I'm going to the, the Braves are on a roll. I, that's kind of how I pick now the, the the Boston Red Sox were on a roll as well until they hit the Astros. But. I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with the Atlanta Braves. I'm gonna go with the Atlanta Braves, a team that has not been here since 1999. I'm gonna go with them, and I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the dice again. I think I think what Atlanta wants is it to be a longer series. Now, of course, they could get hot. Both teams are hot pretty much, and they could you know win it in however many games. But I think that they want to make this a longer series so that you can you have to dig deep in their bullpen and Houston's gonna have to dig deep in their bullpen because I think if that happens, Atlanta has Atlanta has a uh, an advantage in my opinion. So I had the Atlanta Braves winning the World Series in seven games. And I think the MVP I think the MVP I'm gonna go with I'm going to go with Freddie Freeman. I'm going to go with Freddie Freeman. He's he's pretty much him him alongside uh Ozzy have pretty much been carrying him and I think that especially when you look at the Dodgers series, you saw a lot a lot more, you know, a lot more you saw bigger plays in my opinion from Freddie Freeman than Ozzy and that's no offense to Ozzy cuz they both came huge. So I'm going I'm going to go with uh I'm going to go with Freddie Freeman. 
I'm going to go Freddie Freeman as the MV, uh, World Series MVP. And I have the Dodgers. Not the Dodgers. I have the Atlanta Braves winning in seven. Speaking of the Dodgers. Like I said, the Atlanta Braves, and this, you know, let's kind of let's kind of move move forward. We talked about the Yankees when the Yankees lost to, to Boston in the in the wild card. Now let's talk about the Dodgers. The Dodgers. The question now is what next? The Dodgers had one of the most, if not the most, expensive roster. They had some of the biggest names. I mean, you had uh, Matt Scherzer, you had Mookie Betts, you had uh, uh, Cody Bellinger, who fin- he had a horrible season until the playoffs, where he just he just exploded. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, like they have Justin T- Justin Turner, um, Trey Turner. Here's why how I feel. Here's why I think that, and here's how I know. In my opinion, <laughs> I said no. In my opinion, here's how I how I view the the New York situation and Dodger situation completely different. Both of them put a lot of money into their team. Yankees, you know, Goncarlos. Uh, they had a lot of pitching. Garrett Cole. They put a lot of money into their team. So did the Dodgers. The problem is with the Yankees, they didn't really get the same return. They didn't get the same return from those players. Those players weren't as big in in, in crucial situations as they should have been. Garrett Cole was horrible in the uh, in the wild card game, and that's the that's the man they paid big money to for the Astros from the Astros. For the Dodgers, every not everyone, but that team just fell apart. It's kind of like Golden State, uh, Golden State when they played Toronto. Just everyone fell apart. Uh, Clayton Kershaw didn't even play in the postseason. I don't believe Mookie Best was hurt a lot of the se- a lot of the season. I said Cody Bellinger, he just was horrible until the playoffs. But they lost Justin. Was it Justin? Justin Turner? Justin Tucker? Justin Turner? Justin Tucker? They lost him. <laughs> It's just the team, they lost a whole bunch of their pitching. Their team just fell apart. So the question now is what happens next year for them? What happens for the Yankees? What happens to all these teams? You know, the St. Louis. What happens to the Giants? The Giants that were the number one overall seed in the NL, NL, or in the NL, they they lose 3-2 to the Dodgers. So I think when you look at teams like Tampa Bay, I think that Tampa Bay does need a shakeup. Now, I didn't expect them to be number one, but when you're number one and lose to the Boston Red Sox 3-1, there's something clearly wrong there, uh, especially when you were heavy favorites to win. Uh, and you lost 3-1. It's not like you it was it was not like the wild card where it's one game decides it all. You lost 3-1. I think Tampa Bay definitely needs to switch it up. I don't think I think that, you know, I think the Giants don't really need to. I think they can run it back. Again, they lost to a Dodgers, a Dodgers team that a lot of people expected them to be where they were. And a lot of people were saying that this is one of the best teams ever, ever assembled in baseball. And they lost 3-2. So I'm not, you know, I'm not upset with that. Uh, but the Dodgers, that's the question. What what happens with the Dodgers? I think the Dodgers run it back. Now, again, I know this is a very expensive team. And see if you can get any pieces or make any moves with uh, 
Kershaw. But I, I would because but then again, I don't know, because Kershaw's still a, a good pitcher. And Matt Scherzer, his arm just his his arm just fell apart in the postseason. Uh and that's no offense. That, that's just what happened. I just I, I think the Yankees need a big shakeup. We talked about that when they lost. I think they need a big shake. I don't know if it's the the, the manager. I don't know. But they need a big shakeup. And I think that the Dodgers can run it back. Maybe look at their manager uh, and, and figure out what happens with, with him. But the Dodgers are still a great team. And it's just that they just fell apart at, at all the key positions. At 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 first baseman, at 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 um pitching especially pitching the team just fell apart so i think you know you run it back get healthy again and and try to and try to see what happens i would understand if they lost to the braves 4-2 and they were completely healthy then you'd be like hold on now what was whoa but they weren't and that's no that's no shade or no i'm not diminishing what the braves did i'm just saying what happened uh so I think teams like Tampa Bay maybe need to sh- may, may need to shake it up. I think the White Sox kind of were was uh I don't think that the White Sox are good, but I I didn't expect them to be the third overall seed in the a- a- ALC. So I think that that was more of like a successful season. Um, even though of course every team wants to get to the World Series, I, I didn't expect much from the White Sox. So I don't I think that they can run it back. St. Louis, I mean, you made it to the wild card. Good for you. No, the the Brewers, I mean, I don't know what you can really do to shake it up, but you had a good season. It's just the teams at the top, like the the the, the Giants. I think the San Francisco Giants, they lost to a better team that was healthier, so or healthier at the time. So I just think like teams like the Dodgers should definitely uh, they should run it back. With a healthy team, so, so oh, and like I said before, we move on from baseball. I have the Atlanta, the Atlanta Braves beating the Houston Astros in the World Series, uh, in seven games, and my MVP is Freddie Freeman. So, and again, Game One has no bearing on my prediction because I am recording before Game One, so I don't know at this at this moment. I don't know who won Game One. Let's move forward. So last, like I said, last on Saturday, that's when I, you know, I just wasn't mentally there. So I didn't give my predictions for for week seven. I also didn't talk about um, the Thursday night football game. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to give my breakdown of week seven. And I'm going to start with the Thursday night football game. I understand it's Wednesday. It was almost a week ago. And honestly, it wasn't that much of a, of a, Thursday night football wasn't that much of a of an exciting game. Uh the Browns beat the Broncos 17 to 14. You're really starting to see the limitations of Teddy Bridgewater. Now, we and this is this is no offense to Teddy, but this is who he is. Teddy Bridgewater is not a player that he's a serviceable player. At this point of his career, and actually, if you really think about it, his entire career, he's been a serviceable player. He's not going to, he's not going to get you into situations, like he's not really going to get you into trouble, but he's not going to really win you that many games. He's just going to do what he, you know, what he has to do. And, you know, it, it, the, when you're playing the Browns, 
And your defense is, you know, pretty good, even though they did lose Von Miller. So I hope he comes back good. Uh, but, yeah, Patrick Sertan has been great. You you have a good team. Melvin Gordon's been all right. Cortland Sutton has been good. When you're playing against a Browns team, which they have a good defense, don't get me wrong. You have uh, Jadavion Clowney. You have Miles Garrett. Uh, but when you're playing uh, Denzel Ward, but when you're playing a, a Browns team without Baker Mayfield, number one, former number one overall pick, and Case Keenum. Now, don't get me wrong. Case Keenum is one of the best backups in the league. What is when we talk? When we talk, okay. So when we talk about backups, what, you have to keep in mind backups are not there to win you a season backups are not there to win you multiple games backups are there to win you maybe one game maybe keep the ship afloat if you're you know if if your quarterback goes down for a series or for a game they're not really there to win multiple games that's why you see ryan fitzpatrick is so good for like he's like when he comes in he's so good either the beginning of the season or the first few games he comes in because it's just like damn it's magic but then once the totality of the season and once the season continues and your backup quarterback has now now has to be your starting quarterback it doesn't really work out that way or let me say this it, it it's not as good as you expect it to be because a lot of people have have too high expectations for backups you're a backup for a reason if you were good enough to be a starter you would be a starter now there's some players and there's let me say this there's some teams that have players that are good enough to be starters they're just not like jimmy we'll talk about it in a second i don't know about that i don't know about that they're really and now i think about it there really isn't a team that their backup is is good enough to be a starter. Now that I'm really, you could say Jacoby Brissett since he did start a lot of games in 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 uh, Indi- Indianapolis, but no, that's not that good. Uh, yeah, never mind. Forget what I just said. You're backup for a reason. Uh, so when Teddy Bridgewater goes up against a team that has a backup. As a quarterback, you autom- automatically have the position, like have the advantage. Now, I understand that you're playing their defense, and their defense is still pretty good, but you, you're expected to win that f- matchup. Now, when we talked about the backup in Case Keenum, Case Keenum is one of the best backups in the league. He's good for stints because he's a backup. He's meant to be a backup. He's not really a starting quarterback. We saw what happened when he was a starting quarterback. Now, a lot of people want to talk about the whole – you know, Vikings and Saints game, but that was like the crescendo. That was the magnum opus of his career. And other than if you take that out, he's had a very pedestrian career. That's because he has been put in positions to start when he's really a backup. Now you put him in a backup position for the Browns and he comes in. The Browns look good. Now it wasn't a great game. It was pretty much like a slugging a slug fest. But the Browns did win seventeen to 14 and now we want to wait to see we have to wait to see what happens with baker mayfield is baker mayfield going to come back healthy i mean i know he has a what torn labrum i believe in his left arm uh i think that that's not an injury especially for a quarterback that you want to take lightly i understand that he wants to be on the field but you don't want to take that lightly so uh 
I do want to see what happens with the Brown with the Browns moving forward and with the with the Broncos. Again, it's kind of like the Panthers, and we'll talk about the Panthers in a second. I understand your your you know you play who's on the schedule. So when the Broncos were three and zero, I was like, hey, hold on now, let's just wait. They're they're combined, you know, the team that they played were combined one and whatever at the time. And I'm like, let's just wait. Let's just wait when they start playing, you know, better competition. And as we're seeing, they're on a what four game losing streak. So ah and and, and it kind of Teddy Bridgewater is he's not really a starting quarterback. Teddy like let's be honest, Teddy Bridgewater is not really a starting quarterback. He can kind of fit in that uh in that backup role. As far as you come in for stints, he's good. He'll keep the ship afloat, but he's not. He should not be. De- he should not be uh, depended on to be a starter. He's just not that in his career. So that's that's that. And and it, it sucks for the Broncos because this is yet another year where they don't have the quarterback. They thought they had the quarterback in Drew Locke. That wasn't the case. You come in. Teddy Bridgewater was suspected. Was 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 supposed to be your backup, but he beat out Drew Locke, and it's just like the saying says: if you have two two quarterbacks, you have none. And both of the honestly, Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater are completely different. We've talked about it before; they're on the complete end of the spectrum. But I kind of do view them the same as far as Drew Locke is going to be reckless. He's going to do what he got to do. Like he's he's going to put your team and poor situations but he can also have a 400 yard game teddy bridgewater is not going to have a four yard game he's not going to put your team in in bad situations but he's not going to take risks he's not going to really throw the ball downfield he may do it once or twice but he's not really going to do that he's not going to give you 400 yards he may give you 180 or 200 yards that's 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 just where they're at so that's the broncos man uh the giants beat the the panthers and this game was Oh, let me the Giants beat the Panthers uh 25 to 3. This was an ugly game, man. This but this game had a, had more to do about Sam Darnold than anything else. So Sam Darnold gets benched uh for PJ Washington and I may have been wrong about Sam Darnold, man. When when the Panthers got Sam Darnold, I was like, you know, it was a good move. I was one of the people and I'm still one of the people that say that a lot of Sam Darnold's problems was due to the lack of talent around him in New York. Uh, and he hasn't looked good the last few games. In fact, he's looked like the Sam Darnold from the Jets these last few games. And I don't remember who said it, but they they it was it was an incredible, incredible quote. They said that. You know, just because you take a player out of a losing situation doesn't ultimately mean that their mind flips into a winning situation. Meaning, just because Sam Darnold gets out, the, you know, he's he was in the Jets for a minute. Just because you take Sam Darnold out the Jets doesn't mean that he doesn't have a losing mentality, and you're going to have to work on that and learn. I think Sam Darnold is better than what he's put. I mean, I he looked really good the first three games. They went 3-0 as well, but again, kind of like the Broncos. You wanted to wait to see they played better talent, and they did, even though they did lose to the Cowboys, they look he looked really good for the Cowboys. I mean, he looked really good against the Cowboys. So I just think I think that he can turn it around, but I may have been wrong. I, I again, these last few games have looked like the old Sam Darnold. I think that 
Or let me not say old Sam Darnold. The last few games have looked like the Sam Darnold that played for the Jets. Now, if he turns it around and looks more like the three and O Sam Darnold, then hey, I wasn't wrong. But if he if, right now is is looking mighty, he does not look good. And just because you bench somebody doesn't automatically mean their job is taken, their job is lost. They just benched them. Some hell, there there has been some t- some players have been benched before and then come back and had an in- incredible rest of the season or incredible next game. So hell, and and I'm not comparing Sam Darnold to these players, but LeBron James had to been bent, had to be benched early in his career. Sam Darnold is still kind of young, so uh, I do want to see what happens moving forward with it, but. Right now, Sam Darnold is not looking good, and I do think that it's going to take time to change his mindset, change how he approaches the game, uh, and I do want to see you know what happens moving forward with the Panthers. So, but shout out to the Giants; they did win, and Sam Darnold looked. I mean, uh, what's his name? Um, Daniel Jones looked alright. He did have a one-handed catch, which was cool. That was going all around uh, sports and everything. But hey, shout out to them. The Patriots destroyed the Jets 54 to 13. Um the Jets are not a good franchise. They're not a good organization. And honestly, I think I'm starting you have to start looking at the coach. The the Jets are came off a bye week. This was a bye week. Now for people that are wondering why you at why are you saying this? You're supposed to be the, like they're the fresher team. They didn't play last week, and the bye week you're supposed to not only get healthy, uh, you rejuvenate or recharge the batteries, but you're supposed to come in. You're supposed to look at your game plan, whether it's working or not. You're supposed to attack it as far as you're either supposed to improve on it or you have to change it. The Jets have not been good. Yes, they they're one in five, but they're one in five, and they could very well be zero and six, and. The Jets just look bad. I don't I'm not I understand he's a first year coach and I'm not gonna completely dismiss Robert Sala because he doesn't really have a lot to work with, but Robert Sala has not been good. Kind of like you see how we killed Urban Meyer? Now a lot of us killed Urban or a lot of them killed Urban Meyer because of the situation that happened off the field, but we have to also look at Robert Sala has not made he hasn't made good decisions. He hasn't made good adjustments. I don't think he's made any adjustments, honestly. So, uh, you lose to a Patriots team, uh, one, a, a team that's not that good. The Patriots are not that good. Uh, Mac Jones has struggled most of this year. He, he's been a serviceable quarterback, but he hasn't been that great. Now, I understand you lose Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson got hurt. I hope he gets better. I think it's a PCL thing. Uh, he may miss a couple uh, games, but you do have Zach. Zach Wilson did get hurt. But even Zach Wilson, even a healthy Zach Wilson, they haven't been, he hasn't been that dynamic. He was great against the Titans, but that was just one game. Um, yeah, the Jets, Roberts, nothing has looked good for the Jets outside of that one win against the Titans. Nothing has looked good. From Robert Sala and his coaching decisions to his game, his his clock management, his game management. Uh, Zach Wilson hasn't looked good. There's not one. Elijah, Elijah, Elijah Wood, I think he scored his first touchdown in the the league on Sunday. So shouts out to you. But there has not there's not one unit for the Jets that look good, whether the coaching on the field, nothing. So 
them losing 54 to 13 is is just is about right and you have to really i'm not saying needs to get fired but you have to really start looking robert sala has not done that good of a job like don't get me wrong i understand he's a first year coach but both teams the patriots and the jets have been struggling now not the patriots has not been struggling as much as the jets but this team these two teams are not 41 point 41 points separate from each other they're not and that's you you have to start looking at that's that's that is a a a, a huge loss now i understand you know some teams don't have the same goals right some teams don't have the same goal. Some teams' goal is, of course, Super Bowl. Some teams' goal is just try to make it to the postseason. Some teams' goal is let's just attack the draft. But the Jets and the Patriots at these at this point of their you know at at this point at this stage of these teams' life, I guess they should not be forty one point favorites. You you Tom Brady's on the Patriots. Like, come on now, come on now. So, shouts to the Patriots for beating the Jets fifty four to thirteen. So, the one of the biggest games, probably going into the into the week, the biggest game was the Kansas City Chiefs and the Titans. Uh, you had Derrick Henry, uh, Ryan Ryan Tannehill, and that 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 all explosive offense, AJ Brown, Julio Jones, going up against Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, the, the, we know who the Chiefs are, and the Chiefs, and the Titans did. <laughs> The score was twenty-seven to three, but it wasn't as close as it, I know. I know it's a twenty, what twenty-four point game, but it was not that close. The Titans got had got anything they wanted from like they just they just destroyed the Chiefs. Now, people are you know uh, Patrick Mahomes had a fumble and had another t- interception. I think he leads the league in interceptions, and I know that uh, the the Chiefs are not good. Bro. The Chiefs are not good this year. Now. People ask, what you know? Why aren't? Why is Patrick Mahomes? Why is Patrick Mahomes went from Patrick Mahomes? When we look at Patrick Mahomes, a lot of people were saying, including myself, that he's one of the greatest of all time as far as his talent. Uh, and now we're looking at him like dog. There were people that really said trade Patrick Mahomes. I was not one of those people, but there were people that hashtag going around on Twitter saying trade Patrick Mahomes. And I think I said this before. I, I know I said this before, but I'll reiterate it. This defense is horrible. In fact, they're ranked last in all of the major. They're ranked either last or or close to last in all of the major categories of red zone, red zone completion, uh, touchdown ratio, um, turnovers, first downs allowed, points allowed. They are like the worst or close to worse in all of the defensive statistical categories. And Patrick Mahomes knows this. Hell, anyone that watches football and that's been watching the Kansas City Chiefs know that they are not good outside. Now, they have missed Chris Jones, but outside of Tyron Matthews, this is not a good defense. And Patrick Mahomes knows this. Patrick Mahomes understands if the the other team starts off with the ball, more than likely, this the next time Patrick Mahomes touches the field, or the first time Patrick Mahomes touches the field, they're down seven zero. 
And because of that, you're starting to see Patrick Mahomes tries to go for the home run every time. Not because, you know, he's just trying to play reckless, but it's because he under he's trying to compensate for such a bad defense. Now, the problem with that is it's gotten him into trouble. It's, I mean, again, he I think he has like nine, nine interceptions right now. And people keep asking him, are the Chiefs, when are the Chiefs going to turn around? Are the Chiefs going to turn around? And it starts, it's, don't get me wrong. This is not me saying, because I hear a lot of people, you know, trying to say, no, it's, it's just the defense. This is not me saying Patrick Mahomes is not a problem. Patrick Mahomes has been a problem. His turnover has been a problem. Uh, he tries to go for the home run a lot, uh, and it hasn't, in the past, it hasn't backfired for him, but now it is. I mean, he's getting an interception after interception. Um, but I do understand he. What, what did Shannon Sharp say? He has a turnover bug. He just turns the ball over a lot right now. Uh, I think that can be rectified, of course. But he, his defense is not good. Patrick Mahomes does have a lot to play, and if we talk about the blame pie, he does have a lot to play, or he does have a big piece in that pie. But uh, the defense has it too, and the, I just don't see how the defense can get better. Like they're horrible now. The the only way to go is up because they're like bottom of the league right now and this is in the, this is a league that uh, <laughs> the Jets allowed 54 points and the Kansas City Chiefs defense has been worse than the Jets defense the Kansas City Chiefs defense has been worse than the Atlanta defense and we remember how bad Atlanta defense was so or is so I don't I think at this point I don't you can you, <sighs> We really have to start questioning, and we can't really expect the Kansas City Chiefs to even make the playoffs right now. They're not even – I think they're last in their division. They're the only division outside of the the AFC North. They're the only – they're one of two divisions that's not led by the, the, the division's best quarterback. And Lamar Jackson – and we'll talk about that in a second. Lamar Jackson and, and Jamar Chase are kind of going back and forth. Not Jamar Chase. And uh, Joe Burrow are going back and forth. So, the Tennessee Titans – and the thing is, they didn't even get killed. They didn't even – Derrick Henry didn't kill them like I expected him to. Like, I expected Derrick Henry to go off. But he didn't need to. A.J. Brown had a day. Julio Jones was just – they were just going back and forth. I was like, who was on me? Okay, pass me the ball. They were just going back and forth. Now, Derrick Henry did have, you know, a throwing touchdown. Uh, I think he did have a rushing touchdown, but they were just teeing off. It, it was, I think it was probably the fear of Derrick Henry could go off that kind of dictated the, the the Chiefs' defense. And they you when you play, <laughs> when your defense is that bad and you have your – A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are having one-on-one coverage because you're trying to stop the run. Yeah, no, nah, it's going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day. So, shout out to the Tennessee Titans for beating the Kansas City Chiefs. The, Pack- the Packers beat the Washington football team 24-10. to I'm not going to continue to harp on this. The Washington football Tyler Heineke is not a starting quarterback. Uh, I, the, 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 the story of Tyler Heineke is cool. Uh, is is he's exciting? Uh, he can rush. He, he's a he's a he's a talented rusher, but he's not a starting quarterback. And Washington needs a quarterback. And the thing is, 
I think they're trying to hold out on Ryan Fitzpatrick, but Ryan Fitzpatrick is not a starting quarterback either. He's kind of like in the Case Keenum, uh, Teddy Bridgewater realm as far as he's a really good backup, but I wouldn't, I shouldn't, and and I don't feel comfortable expecting him to be a bat, uh, a starter. Uh, but I don't really, again, we don't really need, to, you know, Patch, uh, what's his name? Uh, Aaron Rodgers did what he had to do now. The game coming up on Thursday night between the Packers and the Cardinals, that's going to be a big game. Uh, I don't – Devontae Adams is out with, you know, on the COVID-19 list. So, I, I it's hard for me to pick the Packers already because of how good the Cardinals have looked. But when you don't have your number one receiver in Devontae Adams and he's played such a huge part. In fact, he has more – he has more reception yards this year than any other uh, receiver and tight end combined on the team. So I think that when you lose something that lose someone that big and that pivotal to your offense, I think it's going to be big. Uh, so I have the Cardinals winning that one. But for this Washington Packers game, uh, again, if, until Washington uh, – and, and the, fr- the frustrating thing is Washington is a good team. Now, their defense has underachieved this year, like, drastically. But the defense had a good – this is the second week in a row. The defense had a solid game. It's just the offense didn't pick it up. And it's not uh, – the offense is talented, too. You have Terry McLaurin. You have Antonio Gibson. You have uh, Ricky Seals-Jones. You have good players. It's just you don't – I mean, and – the last, what, the last, this season, I think, when Tyler Heineke has started, he has two touchdowns to four interceptions. And those four interceptions are are back-breaking interceptions. So, Washington is not going to go anywhere. I mean, Washington is probably one of the, not the biggest, but probably one of the more disappointing teams because with the roster that they have going into the season, nobody thought that we'd be sitting here week seven and they'd be two and two and five. And, you know, until they address the quarterback position, uh, the Falcons beat the Dolphins 30 to 28. Um, a lot of people, you know, Matt Ryan has he <laughs> a lot of people in my comment when I did the Matt Ryan video, when I said I was probably wrong about Matt Ryan, people are people are flocking to that video now every time Matt Ryan has a good game. But. I just want you to, I just want them to remember you're playing against the Dolphins. While the Dolphins is a good team, two their top two corners were out. Their top two corners were out. And hey, when your top two corners are out, and then Tua it, you know, it's, I'm not saying Tua was bad. He just, just yeah. Shouts out, you know, I shouts out to to Matt Ryan for capitalizing on uh the dolphins uh inefficiency on the defense and uh shout out to the falcons so the Bengals destroyed the ravens uh 41 to 17 a lot of people want to are trying to trash lamar jackson and trash the ravens right now i mean they did just destroy the chargers now you come back and, and and get destroyed by the Bengals. Shannon Sharp said it best. Is this ha- this happens to every team? I mean, last year the Bucks lost to the Saints, what thirty eight to like three. Uh, we remember the Packers; they got destroyed Week One against the Saints. Uh, 
Every team has this. Every team every year has a game where they just, you know, we're just going to throw it away. Now, there had there was this is yet another week. Yet another week that the Ravens defense just getting torched. Now, Marlon Humphreys is he's he's their best defender at this point. Patrick Queen is good. Um Calais Campbell, they they're probably up there, but Marlon Humphreys is their best corner or best defensive player. Marcus Peters was huge. And I'm not going to blame the injuries. I think the injuries do have a big part, but I can't not say the injuries are the reason when you destroy the Chargers and then start harping on the injuries when you lose to the Bengals. Uh, I just think this was a bad game for the Ravens. I think uh, Lamar Jackson threw a beautiful pass to Hollywood Brown or a beautiful touchdown to Hollywood Brown. The offensive line wasn't good. for the. They couldn't really protect Lamar Jackson. It was just a bad game. I think they're just going to chalk this up to throw it away. What I will say is I underestimated how good the Bengals were being. I don't know if you remember my preview of the AFC North, but I had the Bengals last. I just I, I did not see them being this good, at least this fast. I thought that they would be good. I mean, Joe Burrow, especially his rookie year, had shows signs that he could be uh, a very good quarterback in this league. But I just I did not think they were going to be this good this this fast. I mean, as we sit here today, I think they're number one in the NFC or AFC. I think he now the duo hit. The Joe Burrow Jamar Chase duo is is already one of the top duos in the league. Jamar Chase he can take a five yard run and bust it for eighty yards. Like Jamar Chase has that talent. Jamar Chase is incredible. Now I am giving credit Jamar. I didn't. I knew it was going to be good because we saw what Jamar Chase and and Joe Burrow were in LSU. I knew it was going to be a good combo. They're just good together. So a lot of people are coming to me saying, Jalen, have you changed your opinion, changed your take about the Bengals should have taken uh, Panay Sewell or Rashawn Slater? No, I haven't. Again, I'm not, I'm not, look, Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase are incredible together. They are a great duo. I'm not taking anything from it. Jamar Chase has been, uh, he's he's been an incredible wide receiver. Uh, the the fact that this is the same Jamar Chase who looked god awful in the offseason and uh preseason to now he's he looks like one of the top receivers in the league. Not saying he is a top, but he looks like at least one day he could be a top receiver, if not the top receiver in the league one day. That's how good he looks. Paired with uh, Joe Burrow, that combination is going to be good for years to come. But I'm not backing down from my stance that I do think the Bengals should have taken a a lineman. I mean, as good as Jamar Chase and and Joe Burrow is, Joe Burrow still runs for his life damn near every play. And you want to protect that investment. When you have a quarterback, which the Bengals have not had since probably early Carson Palmer when you have a quarterback that could be a franchise or could be a franchise altering and possibly a Super Bowl winning quarterback one day you want to protect him and when their offense was offensive line was god awful last year you want to address that Jamar Chase is great but you still also have T Higgins you still also have Tyler Boyd you still also have Joe Mixon 
Those are good players. Now, again, Jamar Chase is incredible. I'm not taking away from that. Joe Burrow is incredible. I'm not taking anything away from that. But I would like to see them protect Joe Burrow more. Um, but, hey, it is fun to watch Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and con- Jamar, Chase and Jamar Chase connect on them long passes. So, shouts out for the Bengals for beating the Lions or beating the Ravens. The Lions lost to the Rams 28-19. to Yet another week that the, the the Lions look bad. Jared Goff threw a horrible interception in the in the end zone, or a horrible interception in the red zone. Uh, it, it's they're zero and seven. Um, again, ah, Jared Goff. You know, looking at the Rams and the Rams, Matt Stafford didn't have the greatest day. It was a slugfest until like the 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 fourth quarter. Um, but you. Jared Goff continues to show why the Rams made the best decision in trading him for Matt Stafford because Jared Goff, in big situations, he will mess up. Whether it's a turnover, whether it's a, a arid pass, he's not to be depended on. And uh, he proved that on Sunday. So, shout out to the Rams. <sighs> So the Raiders beat the Eagles 33 to 22 and this is another sad game uh or a bad game like horrible game for the Eagles because like the um who was it like uh like the Jets the Eagles are coming off a bye week. The Eagles are coming off the bye week and looked absolutely horrible against the Raiders. Don't let the 22 points fool you. They weren't that good. They weren't they weren't 22 points good. They it it, it wasn't good. Jalen Hurst looked bad. Nick Sirianni, the coach, he, he he's probably been as, he's probably been one of, if not the worst co- uh, coach in the league this year. The Eagles. They, that's why I said in the beginning, the Eagles don't have much. Uh, <laughs> they traded Zach Ertz and and they 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 look like they couldn't pass to nobody. It, it was just, it was bad. It was bad. The Texans lost or no? The Cardinals destroyed the Texans. Uh, 31 to 5. You can tell when a team gets extra amp for a team, whether they're good or bad. And when you have JJ Watt and and DeAndre Hopkins uh coming going, you know, playing their former team, the Texans, you want to get that win for them. And they, you know, the 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 Cardinals look inspired. JJ Watt starting to look really, really good. Um DeAndre Hopkins is DeAndre Hopkins. He had a touchdown. Uh, Zach Hurts had a touchdown. He looked good. What a surprise. Zach Hurts looks good on, on a team that wants him. <laughs> so, hey, the Cardinals did what they were supposed to do. The Broncos beat the Bears 38-3. to First of all, shouts out to Tom Brady for uh, throwing his 600 regular season pass. Of course, that's number one. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback ever. That's no question about it. And year after year after year, he continues to break records. Uh, throwing 600 is he more than doubled uh, Joe Montana. Um, so or or just just doubled him just a little. I don't, he doubled Joe Montana, I believe. Tom Brady is he continues to lengthen his resume uh, as to why he is the best quarterback of all time. And the Bears, man. Justin Fields probably had the worst game of his life. He had three interceptions, two forced fumble or two fumbles lost, one fumble that he did recover. He just looked horrible. I don't. Uh, 
the connection with him and Allen Robinson aren't there. I don't know what Matt Nagy's doing, uh, but I didn't think you were going to beat the Bronco. I mean, the Buccaneers. I mean, I didn't. I didn't think you were going to beat them. They're they were six and one for a reason. Now I, I just didn't think you had. I didn't think you had the facilities for that big man. <laughs> but I, the Bears. This this got to be one of them games where you throw it away because uh, Jay uh, Justin Fields was horrible. So. The Colts, uh, the Colts beat the 49ers. This is another game. The Colts beat the 49ers 30 to 18. Bro, the 49ers, another team that came off a of bye week, they are coming. The the fan base is coming at Jimmy G's neck. And rightfully so. Jimmy G looked horrible. He looked horrible. Now I understand it was raining, but they come off a of bye week. They looked horrible. The the Colts beat them. In every facet of the game, they beat them offensively. They beat them defensively. They beat them in special teams. They were out coached. People are, are are killing Kyle Shanahan, calling him a fraud because a lot of people told Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coaches in the league. The 49ers, I think it started with Jimmy G, man. Jimmy G, like you're you're gonna go as as your best player, and a lot of you know he's one of the captains. Jimmy G was horrible. He got outplayed by Carson Wentz. It, it was it was bad. And there's another. That's a, I mean they're two and four. And I I know you guys remember me saying that the 49ers have arguably the best roster in the, in football. I mean you can put their roster up with the Buccaneers. You can put their roster up uh with 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 the Chiefs. You can put them their roster up with any team. The the Rams. I thought they were one of the best rosters, and and I did not think I when you remember going me against the what the NFC West, I thought that they would be the best team in or the second best team in the NFC West. Right now they're two and four. Now they they are they better be lucky that the, the the Seahawks ain't that good, but that that's coming off of bye week. They shouldn't play that bad, especially on Sunday Night Football against the Colts, uh, a Colts team that. You have Carson Wentz, and we don't know what you're going to get from Carson. But I will say Carson Wentz has been better this year with Frank Wright than I expected. Now, he hasn't been incredible. He hasn't been the the the, the Carson Wentz that I can believe when, you know, could win a, a or could get them to the playoffs. But he has been better. Uh, ever since that Monday night game against the Ra- Ravens, He's and even in that game, he was incredible. I think he threw for like over 400 yards. And I think the team as a whole had more than 500 yards against the Ravens defense, but the Colts, the, oh, they, they, they're just they, the, the the 49ers have underachieved drastically, and you can't really say it's from injury. They have been injured players, you know. Jimmy G did get hurt, Trey Lance got hurt, but this has been a it's 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 been a relatively healthy season, and and, and they have been bad. So, uh, yeah. Now you got Monday Night Football. You had the the Saints beat the Seahawks thirteen to ten. I'm just keep saying it. Russell Wilson masks a lot of problems. Russell Wilson is the best player on the the Seahawks, and they really don't have much else. I mean, you have big names like Jamal Ad, Jamal Adams. You have uh, Bobby Wagner. You have DK Metcalf. You have Tyler Lockett, but they don't have much outside of that. Like and. DK, you have to get the DK Metcalf did, did have the only uh, touchdown that the the Seahawks had, but 
the Seahawks are not a good team without Russell Wilson. This team, and I said it, what next? That was the title of the 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 episode that happened after Russell Wilson got hurt. It's like, it's Russell Wilson or bust. And as we're starting to see, it's bust. Uh, the, the Saints didn't have a, I mean, the Saints haven't been that great either. Uh, Alvin Kamara had the best, best game he had as a Saint uh, this, or as a Saint this season. Not saying period. Yeah, he he's he, yeah. let me see. Alvin Kamara, he he had uh, twenty carries for fifty yards. He also had ten receptions for hundred and twenty eight yards, uh, and and a touchdown. So he he definitely had his best best game of the season. And the Seahawks are not going anywhere without Russell Wilson. That's just you can just chalk that up. Like I don't you. This is the second week in a row. We've seen the Seahawks with Geno Smith and how bad they look. They look horrible. So, yeah. Let's move forward. Oh, well, those that's that's my week seven predictions. Those are my week seven – or not predictions. That's my week seven breakdown. Uh, yeah, man. It, it's week seven. You have ten weeks left or, you know, you have ten weeks left. And now you're, you're starting to see – team. it's kind of hard to fool teams anymore. Or it's kind of – Outside of some teams, like outside of maybe the the Giants couldn't possibly get better because of all the injuries, uh, you know, when Saquon comes back, when Kenny Galladay comes back, you know, see what they be, even though, you know, we've seen them fully healthy and Daniel Jones hasn't looked that good, but you pretty much know what you're getting out of a lot of these teams at this point. Uh, it's kind of hard to surprise uh, another team, so it's you pretty much outside of maybe the Seahawks they could make a run with Russell Russell Wilson and the Chiefs of course could make a run but you're pretty much seeing what these teams are at this point with with 7 weeks in so let's move forward so the NBA like I said last time the NBA's back week 1 you know we're like week 2 week 3 now it's it's been exciting man uh you know I think the biggest the, the I love basketball. We know this, and teams look good, man. Like when you're looking, I know it's early, but the 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 I didn't. I knew the Chicago Bulls were going to be exciting. I knew they were going to be good, but I didn't think they were going to be this good. I didn't think that they. I mean, first four and oh, first four and oh season since what 1996, 97 season. They look great. The the Alex Caruso looks good. <laughs> Lonzo Ball looks great, man. They look good. The Charlotte Hornets look good. Those are the top two teams in the West or East right now. Uh, Shouts out to the Wizards. They're sixth. They're in the they're in the sixth seed. They're I think two and one at this point. They look good. Like I said, this was going to be a very exciting season, uh, and this is going to be one of the best seasons. And I again, I understand that it's early, but this is shaped up to be a great season. I mean, hell, look at the look at the look at look at some of the teams that aren't like. The Boston Celtics, they had an incredible game again, or an incredible double overtime game against the Knicks where Jalen Brown had like 46. Uh, Evan Fournier had like 30. Like, this is, it's, it's been exciting, man. Cade Cunningham hasn't played yet, even though they are 0 3. Cade Cunningham hasn't played yet. So, uh, it, it's been exciting. Jalen, uh, Jalen Green has been incredible. He's been incredible. I want to talk about the, 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 the Brooklyn Nets for a second. I don't want to talk about the Brooklyn Nets. I want to talk about James Harden. 
James Harden has played horrible. I don't know what it, a lot of people are are saying that he having he's having a tough time adjusting to the new uh, foul rule or new the rule changes to say that. And I don't know, man. Now, when you look at some of the pat, you know, especially last year with Houston, goes into the season he didn't he he didn't want to be there. He demanded trade. He went there overweight. And he didn't look good. You know, he he looked good. I mean, he looked like James Harden, but he was overweight. He looked disinterested. He got him out of there. It's so confusing to me because, you know, he was saying there's going to be scary hours when we're completely healthy, even though they don't have Kyrie Irving. But he's he's healthy. He's healthy. He looks in shape. And he's still playing horrible. Like, he has – that's that's a big reason why the Brooklyn Nets are sitting 10th right now. Uh, in the in the East, and now again, I understand it's early. They're only what four or five games in, but James Harden has not looked good. And when you don't have Kyrie Irving, KD is going to be KD, and KD has been incredible this season. It's just you need James Harden because you don't have Kyrie. You need James Harden to pick it up. You need James Harden to go to a different level because because you're expecting that from KD. And who you where else are you going to get it from? Yeah, Cam Thomas is good, and he's a great, he's a really good player. But there's a reason why he was shining against the preseason. We haven't really seen one of those staple games in the regular season. There's a reason why Blake Griffin hasn't had a signature moment this season. Lamarcus Aldridge, Paul Millsap. Now, Patty Mills has been good for them, but Patty Mills isn't one of those players that can just carry the team. So they need James Harden to get better. And if James Harden does not improve, he has to improve. But if he doesn't improve to the James Harden that they thought, there is no shot, no way in hell they make it out the East. There's no shot, no way in hell they probably make it out the first round. And that's no indictment to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is incredible. But as we've seen this year so far, I know it's early, but as we've seen this year, the 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 West, I mean, I mean, the East is great. The the Bills, I mean, the Bulls look good. The the Hornets look good. Milwaukee, I mean, you still have Milwaukee. The the Knicks look good. The the Heat, I don't see them beating a lot of those teams if James Harden doesn't doesn't play better. So, and then the West, man, again, it's it's been exciting. The Lakers have not looked good. The uh, one of their biggest problems has been their defense. Uh, their de- <laughs> they they got destroyed by the Phoenix Suns. They lost to the Warriors. They they. It's their age, man. It's their age. Again, I know it's going to take time for them to gel, you know, with Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James all on, on the same floor. But the only reason why at this point they're not they're not Owen they're one and two instead of zero and three is because Melo saved them against I forgot oh the Melo saved them against the Grizzlies and John Morant missed a free throw to take them into overtime. Melo had like twenty eight points. It's just, again, it's going to take time. It's going to take time, and I'm not saying that they're garbage. I'm just saying their defense needs to improve, especially when you have, you know, Anthony Davis, you have Dwight Howard. Their defense has to improve because it's not you're going to lose. <laughs> you're going to lose big, just like they lost big against the Sun, or Suns and they lost the Golden State. Golden State looks incredible, though, man. Jordan Poole has made the leap. Uh, Steph Curry looks like he's, he's on the – He's Steph Curry. Steph Curry is still the best point guard in the league, hands down. It, he looks great, man. John Morant looks great. Oh, it's it's just exciting. We I'm gonna give it some time. I'm not gonna, but I'm gonna give it some time. I know no, no people don't like to talk about it because he's 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 loved, but 
if Damian Lillard continues to play like he's been playing, he will be talked about because Damian Lillard has played has not been good. Again, I know it's early, and I keep saying that. I know it's early, but Damian Lillard has not been good. I'm just going to chalk it to maybe, you know, fatigue from the Olympics, even though Kevin Durant was playing great. Uh, I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to wait to see. But if, if this play continues, we will definitely discuss Damian Lillard. So, and before we go, the biggest, the, 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 the biggest, I guess, news thing that happened last week was the NBA 75. So the NBA came out with this, you know, came out with a new list. I think on the 50th, 50th anniversary of the league, they uh, came out with the top 50, top 50 players in the league. And they did the same thing for the 75. Some, a lot of players that made the 50 list made it on the 75, but a lot of players did not because, you know, they just, the, the league is different. And you saw players, you know, some players you knew, like you knew LeBron James was going to be on that. Current players, let's just say that. Current players. You knew LeBron James was going to be on it. You knew Steph Curry was going to be on it. You knew Kevin Durant was going to be on it. Uh, at this point in his career, you knew Giannis was going to be on it. There's there's other players that were on it that's currently playing. Uh, Kawhi Leonard made the list. Uh, Melo made the list. Now, a lot of people are like, Melo? He didn't win it, but let, come on. Denver Melo, New York Melo was just different. The biggest... The the biggest conversation was who did make it. Now, I can go on a diatribe. I can go on a soliloquy why Dwight Howard should have made it. I think he's probably the biggest snub. Um, When you have the resume that he has, I know a lot. The problem that I have with Dwight Howard not being on, it's not the fact that you left him off. It's the fact that if you're making lists like this, you want it to be as unbiased. You want it to be as right as possible now i understand that dwight howard is not the most beloved player maybe because of the way that he approaches the game maybe the fact that he has such a high potential that he didn't reach that much i don't i know he's not the most beloved player trust me i get that and and i'm not you know it is what it is but these lists are supposed to be as accurate as possible and these lists are supposed to be unbiased so the fact that you leave him off, but you put in Anthony Davis, and there's no, I don't, I'm not going, there's no, there's no disrespect to Anthony Davis, but when you, I don't think Anthony Davis, now I know if you really look at their accomplishments, it's a lot closer than you think, but Dwight Howard didn't really, it wasn't, he didn't fall off like, a, he didn't, okay. Dwight Howard didn't fall off just because he was garbage. It was because of his injuries. Injuries really robbed him of the later years of his career, even though he was a big piece to the Lakers. That even, well, in the, yeah, he, he won the championship with the Lakers. What, in 20, like two years ago. So, I mean, people were upset about T-Mac not being on, but I understand. Let me say this. I understand, you know, T-Mac never made it out the first round of the playoffs. But he was big. But then again, if you're not going to put T Mac on and Clay Thompson, if you're going to leave uh, Clay Thompson, who's a three time champion, one of the greatest shooters of all time, you're going to leave T Mac and, and, and Clay Thompson off, but you're going to put Damian Lillard, who's been bounced out the playoffs for the last five times, and the only MVP he has is the bubble MVP. And and don't get me wrong, Ray Allen was great, especially when he was with the Super Sonics and Milwaukee Bucks. But 
how can you have Reggie Miller? And, and again, these are when you hear me say these names, these are no disrespect to these players. These are all great players. But how are you going to have Reggie Miller uh, and, and Ray Allen but leave off Clay Thompson, who's a three-time champion, and even on a team with Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, they would not win those championships, three of them, if it wasn't for Clay Thompson. People are upset. Dwight, uh, not Dwight, uh, Vince Carter didn't make the list. You know, there's a, and it's like, how do you leave Vince Carter off, but you put on Dominique Wilkins? And I'm not saying take off Dominique Wilkins. I'm just saying that's that's the conversation that's been spewed. Like they they make these lists, of course, to to have these conversations for to draw these people in, or draw conversation in. But there are people that were left off that I, you know, I, Dwight Howard's the biggest one. I understand he may have been a quote-unquote locker room cancer or whatever but there if you're if you're talking about the best wide receivers of all time people can say that Tyrell Owens was a locker room cancer but there was nobody in heaven or hell that's going to say that T.O. is not a top five wide receiver ever people can say that Randy Moss was a locker room cancer people can say that people can say wherever he went he was a locker room cancer People say there. There's people that say that, but there's no one in heaven or hell that can say that Randy Moss is not a top five receiver ever. Yes, Dwight Howard may not be the most likable person, but you can't. You cannot look at what he did in Orlando, a lot, a lot of, a lot in Houston, and in in uh, L.A. Before you know, his back just went out, his shoulders went out. You can't look at that and think to yourself. You know he's not top seventy-five. Bro, he's a what four, three, four times. He's a three-time defensive player of the year. Like I don't know, man. But that has been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys again. This is two hundredth episode. I appreciate you guys for rocking with me. I really do. Uh, I didn't expect to get to two hundred, but hey, now that we're here, this is to the next two hundred. Um. If you want an unpopular podcast, shirt, hoodie, long sleeve, joggers, sweater, the link is in the description below. It's starting to get cold out there. The wind was whipping like hell today, so get your hoodie or get your sweater today. Um, also, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I appreciate. I'm seeing, you know, it's slowly but surely going up. I appreciate everyone that's that's subscribing to the YouTube channel. Uh, if you haven't or you know someone that haven't, hey man, get them to subscribe. You subscribe. I appreciate you guys. Uh, and until next time, man. Much love. What a life, man. I feel like God went and blessed me with the trick dice. And I left ass on 
red, even though it wasn't Tyson. I ain't married yet, so it's Rocky on my right hand. And I'm on stage by myself and with the hype, man. Go ahead then, tell me what your price is. Mine's is 100 B's, nigga, you can't swipe this. That's the mentality, stack the fatalities, pick them off gradually. For real, as fans, I got a tat me. My brother Jalen Rose got an academy. This shit is not a game, nigga. That's how my life is. Only get one life, so I almost died twice. I was triple platinum more than three times. What a life, man. Feel like God went and blessed me with the trick dice. And I left ass on red, even though it wasn't Tyson. I ain't married yet, so it's Rocky on my right hand. And I'm on stage by myself and with the hype, man. Go ahead then, tell me what your price is. Mine's is a hundred sight, bitch, I'm priceless.